0: the voice of an awakening world. Discover hope and healing from the other side. Welcome to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesemann. Listen.
1: Well, hello, everybody. I'm so happy to be back for another episode of the show, and I just love the feedback I get from so many of you who listen to the show regularly. I'm so pleased that you enjoy it. I sure love connecting with all of you and sharing the things that are my passion, talking about the afterlife, talking about the, the spirit world. And our world here, how to raise our consciousness and make it so much more enjoyable for all of us, peaceful, love-filled. That's why we're here, and that's what our guest is going to talk to us about in just a minute. But I wanted to first give a big thank you to my husband, who many call St. Ty. We started out this morning in the little town of Pinedale, Wyoming. We were headed for Casper, Wyoming, and when he looked at the map, he saw that there was not a single town on the route and we need an internet signal to do this show so he found a different route rerouted us through the town of rawlins wyoming where we are now we went a hour or so out of our way and we got here a little while ago and just sat here in a parking lot of the recreation center picking up the internet signal from cellular and then we'll get back on the road because we still have a couple hours to go today but you know that man never Complains about these interruptions for the radio show. He never rolls his eyes. He just says, we're on a mission, and we're going to do it, and I just love him to pieces. So, huh. anybody listening from Rawlins, Wyoming, come on down to the parking lot across from the rec center at a few minutes before the hour. I will give you an autographed book before we get on the road. <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome? I'll let you all know next week if anybody takes me up on that offer. All right. So today, my guest is standing by. Her name is Lynn Russell. She's had a lifetime of studying various spiritual philosophies. The reason she's on the show today is because she has become an expert in near-death experiences after researching over 2,500 cases. She wrote a book about what she learned, and it is a wonderful book. I'm holding it in my hand right now. I love the color. And the color of the cover and the design on the cover, the book is called The Wonder of You, What the Near-Death Experience Tells You About Yourself. And that's just the perfect title because we are wondrous beings. And that's one of the things you learn from near-death experiences. So. Her interest in science helped to add a really profound understanding about the link between science and spirituality, so we'll talk about that today. And I just want to mention that Lynn is a Unitarian Universalist chaplain, and she gives workshops on concepts about near-death experiences and science. So, Lynn, welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much for having me. You're welcome, and I just asked her where she's coming from, and she's coming from a, a town in Alberta, Canada, so you may hear her say a boat instead of about one or two times. I've heard it already, and I just love that. We went through her town of Lethbridge, Canada, last year. So, Lynn, what was in your background, anything in your upbringing that led you to this work of researching near-death experiences?
2: Well, a few things. Um, I... uh when I was a baby, about five months old, I I had um, whooping cough and double pneumonia in both lungs, and so um, I was very ill. And I think I probably died. Um, that I was in the hospital, and um, and I. But the thing is that that sort of got me to be a very spiritual person throughout my life, all my life. When I found out I was going to die, uh, about eight or nine, that then I became very interested in spirituality and studying to find out what was going to happen because my when you, was an age, yeah, go ahead.
1: When you say you found out you were going to die at age eight, do you mean when you find out that everybody's going to die or did you have another yes, illness?
2: Yes. No, I'm eventually going to die. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And and so my mother was an atheist, and she said that when you die, you just disappear. And I didn't want that. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I became agree with terrified. you. <laughs> <laughs> I became terrified of dying, and that got me studying all kinds of different religions to find answers. And um, that went on to spirituality, and that's where I am today.
1: And you made
2: the statement.
1: You know, you've you've been a spiritual person. I'd love to hear what that means to you. What does it mean to be a spiritual well, person?
2: Um, well, what, one of the things is that even though I was raised in an atheist family, I always had this feeling that there was something beyond, something more. Um so that was that was part of it. The other thing is I'm I was always very sensitive to others and how they felt and how they reacted, and I I always wanted to reach out and be kind. And the other thing is that in my teens I started studying all kinds of religions and spiritual philosophies, <laughs> and that 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 hasn't ended actually. I still <laughs> I still find things to study.
1: I know it's a passion, isn't it? So many of the who are listening now can definitely identify with that. And I know that that feeling you described of knowing there's something more, that's the soul speaking to us. That's that part that won't let us Mm -hmm. give up because we just know. Yeah. Yeah. So let's jump right to your wonderful book, The Wonder of You. What made you decide to write that?
2: Well, when I was doing the research for Dr. Long, I had, Ooh, we I need had to stop got, a sec. We need to okay. stop. Let's tell people who Dr. Long is. Oh, sorry. Dr. Long is the owner uh, with his wife, Jody, and they own the website, N-D-E-R-F, which stands for Near Death Experience Research Foundation. And I was on there on the chat line. And one day he asked if for a volunteer to do research for him. And I said, yes. <laughs> oh. so, uh, yeah, I just thought, wow, what an opportunity. And uh, I had just retired. So I had all kinds of time. <clears throat> and so that's that's how it all began. And so now did he write, okay, go ahead. what was he hoping to achieve?
1: Did he give you a specific task what you were looking for something in specific through all those thousands yes. of yes. n d e accounts yes. on the website
2: yes, what what I was doing is people write in and describe their um, their their experience and what they went through, and then um there's a huge questionnaire that they have to ask answer after, the, after they give their account, and so I would separate the account to how many people had um, saw the light, and how many people entered the light, and how many people oh, wow. saw a garden, or you know, and just splitting it up the tunnel and just different aspects, and how many people had each part of that. Wow, now that,
1: I've read your whole book. I tried to read the books of all of my guests, and you don't give those specifics. Are those statistics anywhere to be found on the nderf.org
2: website? You know where it is? Um, I did, my my research was for his book, um, Evidence of the Afterlife, um, Mm -hmm. the the Science of Near-Death Experience. Okay, so that's where that can be found. Yes, and so mm-hmm. that that was that research that he used ah, my research okay. to for his book.
1: Well, I think it's pretty cool then that you found your own focus for a separate book from doing research for him. That's like a win-win situation. So what is the mm-hmm. difference between his book with those kinds of that kind of evidence and the focus mm-hmm. of your book, The Wonder of you? Uh,
2: well, Dr. Long's book, talks to other doctors and talks to more professional people to show that, yes, look at how many people this happened to or that happened to, and um, showing that that NDEs are, in fact, real, true. Um, My book, when I started doing the research, I was interested in the death experiences. I'd already read quite a few, but, but I was interested in the death experiences. But after a while, I started to you know, they're they're repetitious after a few hundred, and I've got it down. Um, but I started to see the deeper messages that were coming back that were deep spiritual information, and so that's what I wanted to share with my first book. Nice, and we'll get into that in the show. Yay.
1: But, you know, <laughs> you just said something that's so affirming. Read, read 100 or 200 of these reports of people who've had what – are really not near-death experiences, but as you said, death experiences, and then they yes. came back. You say they're repetitious yes. after a while, and I think that's pretty affirming. That it, it read enough of these, and you get through the preponderance of the evidence, an idea of what awaits us.
2: Yes, yes, and and the fact that that many people would have so many similarities, you know, it's it it really is astonishing. Yeah. So the uh,
1: deeper spiritual meaning that came out of these and we'll really dive into this as we go did it affirm or confirm what you had come to believe in your own spiritual path to that point?
2: Uh oh absolutely it was an affirming it was like yes that puts it all together for me um because I had my own spiritual experiences throughout my life, and um, and then I and I didn't really understand the experiences that I had had. I had nothing, co- you know, put it together for me. But when I started to do the research and getting these deeper messages, then I was starting to see how it all fit together, and basically the the oneness. Yeah. Well, you've done a masterful job of putting
1: it all together in a very orderly way, yet it's readable. And what I love the most about your book, The Wonder of You, is that throughout each chapter, you include short snippets, very readable, long paragraphs from these thousands of death experiences that you read, the actual reports from people, and they're just fascinating.
2: Oh, great. Thank you.
1: And I have to tell you that I was just finishing the book on the last leg of our trip, here today. And it gave me these brand new insights that had me so excited, just peel back another layer of my onion. We're all constantly awakening more and more and more to who we are. And I was so excited. I was just like, I was just, the love was bubbling up and then I had to take over driving and the insights are just <laughs> flowing in from my guides and poor ties trying to read. Cause it's his turn to sit in the passenger seat. And I'm like, honey, write this down. Oh, honey, write this down. And I'm writing it in code and I've given him all these acronyms. And I said, I know this doesn't make sense with you to you. Put up with me, please. And I know I'm going to be sharing a lot of that in my next monthly mentoring session. But it was, again, these your wonderful book and the experience of, of others that triggered this awareness. So yes. it's just a joy when it's all one big web, isn't it?
2: Yes. And that, that's wonderful. Thank you so much for telling me that because that's exactly what I would want in my book. Yeah. That's why I wrote it, to tell people how magnificent they are.
1: <laughs> well yeah and they're wonderful the wonder of you yeah so you are a unitarian universalist chaplain yes, and no chaplain what I, what kind I, I, I,
2: I'm,
1: a, I'm a chaplain that's yeah, fine that's fine yeah. you still help other people through that service and you said yes. already that what you found out was affirming to what you believe but have did you find any Conflicts between actual religious chaplaincy and the research.
2: Um, well, I didn't get into religious chaplaincy because when I became a chaplain, that was uh, five years ago, and um, so I didn't get into the religion. But I do have a conflict with some religions to do with what what I'm what I'm studying and what I'm trying to talk about, and that mm-hmm. is that. Anything that is judgmental or, or makes people feel bad about themselves, there's something wrong with that. Oh, I love that. I
1: love that. And yet, it's interesting that as expressions of consciousness that we are, we all have our own viewpoint. We, consciousness sees the world through our eyes. So at this level, I would say, okay, each to each his own, but ultimately, i bet yeah. you found ultimately we'll all come together. <laughs> yes even if it's yes, at yes, another exactly. level right beyond this world
2: absolutely and it really doesn't matter what you, what uh, religion you are because there is only oneness anyway and that's the bottom line you know that we are oh. all one
1: now that brings up a whole different direction we can go so people talk about oneness and it's a nice word What did you learn from your research that makes it more than a nice word?
2: Yeah, I thank you. Um, I do find that people think that oneness is like we're sort of alike or that we are equal. And uh, it's much, much deeper than that. Um, When a person has a death experience, what happens is that when they leave their body, one of the things that happens, they feel this Feeling of belonging to everything, that they are a part of everything, and uh, and and they, they they can't. And then when some people are lucky enough to enter into the light, and they feel that they become the light, and then they yeah. become the, the creative force within the light, and and that is all oneness, because the <laughs> bottom line is we already are there we never left the source we are at the source this very moment experiencing this experience
1: yeah i see you're, you're doing it to me again this is exactly <laughs> what was happening as i was reading your book going down the highway it's like this something inside me and it, that's it we, we can't put a name to it but you just did it as best as we can do in english the creative force and it's just wants to explode out of my chest right now and just love everybody to pieces and, and when you leave this body and you're no longer bound by it you know I am this you become yeah. the light but you yeah. already are right Lynn yes exactly exactly uh, and that, oh, I'm on fire with crazy. that light and that's the goal for all of us to understand that. <laughs> Look yeah, what you started.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, Actually, it started. It was started... The clue. But What's the, that? Second clue was, the second clue was that quantum physics is starting to support this kind of thinking. And that to in me is so exciting.
1: <laughs> in what way? Let's give us the quickie oh, science
2: brief. Um, well, um, in ways that we can't quite explain, we, our consciousness is not only connected to the universe, but we are also perpetually connected to the source, and that 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 connection is what I call consciousness, and and many more are calling consciousness too. And there's experiments with the, with physics and and that show. That somehow, in ways that we don't understand, we, our consciousness is connected to the universe, the whole universe, all of that.
1: So <laughs> I'm, I'm having my breath taken away here. It's my guides that we're just going to correct. I don't want to say use the word correct, but let's shift that wording a little bit. Instead of okay. saying we're connected to the source or connected right. to the universe, we are mm-hmm. that. Yes. We are yes. that. So yes. picture a light bulb they're showing me right now yes. with the power running through the light bulb. That power is what's animating your body. Your body's yes. like the light bulb. So you're not connected to that power. You are it. But
2: that, this little limited right. bit of it in the light bulb, right, Lynn? Yes. Thank you so much for clearing that up. That's true.
1: That's, that's exactly what takes right. us
2: to oneness. Yes. 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 Yeah. And we so, also have um, experiments that show that we are connected to the source consciously, that there's almost like a, a, a direct link between ourselves, what, what we because we're experiencing separation here. But this is an illusion. This isn't, a, this is just, we're making this up as we go along.
1: <laughs> and so there's really no almost about it. We are that right. consciousness, just this limited yes. version. The light bulb around us has caused us to turn that awareness down. Awareness being synonymous with the light. So yes. that's the illusion. Yes. Take away the light bulb, the body, and kaboom! It's all just light. Wow, yes, that's
2: right. Yeah, love it. And love that's it. That's exciting for me. That just was, that was. You know, that was just so exciting when I learned that. And and putting pieces all together, it was like, yes! (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Wow. So
1: what did you find through your research is our purpose? Why would we come and squeeze our light into these little light bulbs? Yeah.
2: Well, my way of seeing it is that if if imagine the source with nothing that's around it, that there's just literally nothing, that would be agony. I think that that would be especially the source being conscious and being intelligent and being um a love love as its base and Which so creative nothing? yes, exactly. and so creation would have happened instantly. And we are just, we're just, we are source creating this example or this experience of separation experience. in time and yeah. space. Yep. Yeah. Okay.
1: And so and, the purpose of that is just and, to and do so it. The
2: purpose <laughs> of it is to be, to, to, to be, to, to just experience, to give back to ourselves, the source to have you the know, experience like of creation itself. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah.
1: And, and so we make of this world what we want to with our choices. Yeah. But be- very yeah. Much. Very and when, much before there was any separation, that's just pure connectedness and we all know at a spiritual level that is love. Love.
2: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, Absolutely. So let's just bring this down just a little bit because this is not always aligned with love, this next topic. There are a lot of people who are frightened of death because they're afraid of punishment after death. Did you find anything in the 2,500 experiences of people who actually died and came back to tell about it that supports the concept of punishment or hell? Not one. Not
2: one. Neither
1: have have I in over in (laughs) thousands of readings with people who have actually died and come back to talk about it as spirit. So
2: please continue. Well, I was just going to say that there were people who had negative experiences and every single one of them that I read in all of those cases, every single one of them, as soon as they asked to be taken, take me out of here, get me out of this, they were out instantly the other thing is that when they asked well what was that all about huh. they were told well, you created that yourself that that was your creation because that's what you felt like you needed
1: I find that so affirming could you yeah. just say that again maybe in a different way because it really bears repeating anything else you found out about that So some did have negative experiences. What would you share as a negative experience? We can go there because we know it's an illusion. It's creation of consciousness. Yes, yes,
2: yes. What's it? What is it? What happened was each one of them had a different experience. There were no mm-hmm. two negative experiences that were alike, which I think is interesting because there's so many things that are alike in the de- in the positive death experiences. So to me, that was that you were making this up yourself, you know. Um, but but it was it was that. Um, kind of stuff you reading books and you know that sometimes they were being eaten I'm sorry that sounds horrible do you really want yeah. me to talk about this no no, no. Okay. I did want
1: you well, to because people books. have these so why not mention it as long as we know that okay. all you have to do
2: is say hey get me out of here and boom yeah. there's the yeah. light yeah, yeah. 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 one man was one man was um, um he was an atheist <clears throat> And he found himself in a negative experience. And um, he didn't know how to get out of that. So he sang, Jesus loves me, because that's what he could remember. In the de- during childhood. the death experience, that's what he did. Yes. Is that what you're yes. saying? Yes. I love it.
1: Yeah. Yes. And, and what he, happened and he and instantly?
2: Yeah. He, he just right away he was out in, immediately. So. Um, <laughs> That that I loved. Another thing that happened was that there was one man that was, well, I I think more than one, but anyway, um, this man was talking about seeing other, excuse me, my voice, seeing other spirits in the tunnel as he was going up, and um, so he was saying to them, oh, come on, (laughs) and they're saying, no, we can't because we're not worthy, and I thought that was so sad because... They're not allowing themselves to go home to their base, to their reality. And yet,
1: as so many of these have shown, all they have to do is look at the light, follow the light, ask for help, yep. and boom. Yep. Yep. So again, yep. that's yep. why it's part of the experience here for us is coming to know that there. this was a lesson my guides were talking to me about just yesterday. Worthy and unworthy are human concepts. Nothing to do with the soul, which is pure spirit. And deserving and undeserving, same thing. Totally human concepts. So you may carry that with you as soon as you pass, but that's just your lingering ego thoughts. As soon as you embrace the light, it just
2: dissolves, right? And and how can we be otherwise? If we are, you know, if we are the source experience and with existence. that with how that i have to interrupt know?
1: you because we have to go to a break how oh, can we be okay. anything other than worthy is what lynn russell is asking i'm <laughs> loving this conversation i'm sorry i'm interrupting so much but you have lighted a fire <laughs> okay. in me today lynn we'll come back in three minutes everybody please join us Glad you found
0: us. This is Unity Online Radio. The Voice of an Awakening World. Want to fearlessly explore your creative spirit? Join artist Susie K Edwards for Path of the Butterfly, a weekend workshop at Omega Institute's beautiful campus in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Experiment with a variety of art forms, engage in mindfulness, walking, and silent meditation, and discover a new and free-flowing creative vision. This workshop is for beginners and professional artists. Learn more at eomega.org thrive.
1: Welcome back. You're listening to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Gisman. Well, hi, everybody. I needed that chance to catch my breath because we are having a very spirited, pun intended, conversation with near-death experience researcher and author Lynn Russell. She's the author of the book, The Wonder of You. It actually has two editions. The second one has a great edition at the end about consciousness, and we may have time to get into that. But I want to just comment, Lynn, that your information in your book comes from so much research from 2,500 near-death experience accounts, my experience with this comes from talking to those who have died and are still outside of the body as a medium. That's what I do. And everything they tell me is supported by what those who have had the near-death experiences and the reports in your book say. It's all confirming and then the beautiful part is that all of us can have our own adventures in consciousness we can have out-of-body experiences or spiritually transformative experiences and all of you listening can have your own personal experience of the love and the joy and the peace that is our birthright because we are this creative force it's what enlivens you. It is you. So, Lynn, talk about that creativity a bit. What did you learn about our creativity in doing your research?
2: Well, the thing that I, it really excites me about this, because we are source, we are creating this existence right now. But we yeah. just we just continue to create when we leave a body, you know, we're just. We're doing the same thing. It's just that we've created, that we've left the body. So um, so my point is that we have way more power to control than we give ourselves credit for having. That is truth.
1: That is truth. And that's one of the huge insights. The big ahas I had going down the highway was – that my guides have used this term in the past. In fact, some friends had T-shirts made up with it on it. That there really is not an afterlife. I'm going to say that again. There is That's no nice. afterlife. There is only ever life. And the guide said, so stop calling it the afterlife and call it the ever life. Ha! <laughs> I love it. That's great. (laughs) Yeah, and that's why, because we're creative beings, what you said is so true, that if you cross the veil and immediately you don't like the experience you're having, you create a better one. You don't like the experience you're having here in this aspect of the ever life? Make more creative choices and do something about it if you can, right? Yes, exactly.
2: Yes. Wow, 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 wow. Mm -hmm.
1: So yeah, you said, was, even in your book, you choose the life you live, and we make our lives what they are. Talk some more about that yes. for us.
2: Well, through our attitudes, through the way we see the world, through um, the way we see ourselves um, and other people, and the choices that we make. If we, if we can keep our minds and our thoughts to a more positive you know, looking at things in a more positive way, then we make more positive solutions and, and suggestions for ourselves and choices. And it really boils down to our choices. Yeah. And if we are seeing life through a less than
1: positive lens, what's your take on that? Well, Why then, is that happening?
2: Then we create We create problems for ourselves. We choose situations that put us into problems in the future, and maybe not right then, but tomorrow and the day after. And then we say, how did this happen? Life does not happen to you. You are an active participant in creating the life you have.
1: And it happens for us as well. yes, Yes, yes. Yeah, wow, yeah. And so some people might say, well, I didn't choose for my loved one to die. What do you say to that?
2: Well, actually, before we come into this existence, we do make plans. Not not to the point where every single second is all planned out. But we have a plan of what we want to accomplish while we're here. And part of that is that we have spouses who leave us and and it's it's our children we you know it's the negative things that happen in our lives as well as some of the positive things that we you know we don't think about ourselves as choosing the negatives but we have before we come here some of them have been some of them are some of them are you know it wasn't planned but but it's okay because it depends on what you do with that How are you going to handle that? How are you going to see it?
1: That's like, that's the puzzle for source. This creative force that is our source, our very being, takes that on as a challenge. Yes, that's right. That's right. Yeah. But the one really important point here, one important point, and I know so many of the stories you researched showed this as well, that Even if we experience hurt here, even if we experience physical challenges here, ultimately that creative force is not hurt.
2: Yeah, Yeah, that's right. It's all a living and learning experience, and that's what happens with the life review. People will feel really bad about what they've done, and they'll be starting to beat up on themselves. And, And the guides that are with them will say, don't worry, it's just a learning experience. It's just learning and growing. Yeah.
1: And if we can understand that here and now, that's where we find the peace.
2: Mm, Yeah. Mm. Yeah.
1: So I'm just going to open up your book here. Here we go. Page. How about 43? Perfect. The chapter title is love. What did those who died and came back to talk about it? Learn about love.
2: Love is more than an emotion. Love is the foundation of our being. We are love. And what? it's up to us to go ahead. Well, what does that mean? That's... We are love. I know, but
1: I want to hear <laughs> you. <laughs> well,
2: but, um, well what, what, because we are source and source is love and we are source. So therefore we are also love, but, and we are created from love, that source uses that love power to create with. And so we are love power. It, this physical body that we're dealing with and, and living in, um, this physical world, is love power, and it's created through love. So it's a, it, and love is um, far bigger and far more. It's a power, it's, it's a, an emotion, of course, and it's a sense of being. And what did those who
1: had near-death or death experiences, how did they experience this love?
2: Oh, yeah, they were just, they, they felt like there was more love that was surrounding them, and, and they, they, they were overwhelmed with it. They, they just couldn't believe. They'd never felt that much love in their life, and no, not one person out of all those people could describe it. And, and tell it, they just went on and on saying how magnificent it was. One lady said that it was like every cell was being caressed and loved of her body. Every cell of her body was caressed in love. It was just beyond description.
1: And, you know, yet I I know that so many of you listening right now, and even I, we listen to this and we say, well, I want that now. But that's what the spiritual path is about. It's about finding more and more of that. That's what, what I'm, why I'm exploding right now, because I'm taking on more and more of that. And I hope you're feeling it, too, and taking that on board, shining your light. It's to experience what we are In essence, it's this love. We'll get there. We'll get back to that place where we feel it all in its (laughs) fullness. But that's why those who died came back to tell about it, so that they could help us to have the fun of remembering now who we are. Would you agree with that, Lynn? Yes, totally. Uh, I I remember feeling that on a a healer's table and saying, why would anybody come back? back after feeling this bliss except to serve and share it with others
0: I hope that all of you
1: can find that within yourself because here's a quote straight out of Lynn's book, The Wonder of You we don't have to do anything to deserve love and acceptance, it's eternally ours, nor do we have to die to experience this unconditional love, it's within you, just waiting to be discovered Mm. those are your words
2: that's right, Yeah. yeah And that's true. That's true. But all we need to do is acknowledge our reality.
1: So I turned the page here in your book, The Wonder of You, and here's the next chapter. It's called Light. Everybody always says, oh, I send you love and light. I do it myself. And probably that's when Ty rolls his eyes behind my back. I send you love and light.
2: (laughs) Well, what does it mean,
1: that light, Lynn? It's right here in the book.
2: Yeah, well, the light is certainly more than the light. Of course, people talk about it as, sorry, excuse me, um, huge, this huge, powerful light that's stronger than any sun they could imagine. Um, But the thing is that the light is a being. It's alive. It's an entity. And it's our home. That is but it's, we but it's not a. Per, it's not like a body with arms and legs, right? No, 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 no. Uh-huh. Unless it wants to manifest that way, but that's not its natural state. Its natural state is energy. I love it. Yeah. And that is, we
1: are a part of that, yeah. right? We are yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. And so those who yeah. die, and so many of your accounts in your book show it, they across the veil, and they're just drawn to this light that now is ever-present. They're yeah. so aware of it, and they're just enmeshed in it and become it. Wow. Yes, yes.
2: And then they become a part of crea- creating as well, and they can actually know that they are helping, or I don't know what that's a bad word. Um, they are a part of the creating. They, they yeah. also create, but it's more, it's more conscious this time because here we're not conscious of co- conscience, constantly creating, but when we're in the light, we do, we realize that. Yeah,
1: that's the problem with being in this realm of time and space. We become aware of being co-creators, but it sometimes takes a while to see the results of our actions, whereas mm-hmm. In the non-physical realms, it's instantaneous. You see the results Mm -hmm. of consciousness creating, and we are that. Now, you have in this chapter on the light, you wrote everyone, including atheists, in their reports related to the light, with a capital L, as the supreme creator. Everyone. That's phenomenal.
2: Yes. Yes. Every single person who connected with the light saw it as being more than you know, just a bright light. They recognize. And and they would ask, are you God? And the answer would come back, uh, well, do you know what? I can't remember the exact words, but it was sort of like, yes, I am the creator, something like that
1: but they knew they were one with it because here yeah. two major aspects yeah. of the light stand out. These people weren't just a part of the light. They were the light closer than a drop that's of right. water to the ocean or oxygen to air.
2: Yes. Yes. That's right. Yeah. It's so exciting. I just love it. <laughs> I do too. I, I do it.
1: too. It's so freeing. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, 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 it just explains who we are, why we're here, why we have this urge to love each other and to, to create and to do better all the time because that's what the creator is and does. And it's flowing through us because we're this little
2: minuscule point of experience of it. So
1: Lynn, I know that everybody,
2: what's that? I was just going to say, if we just understand that we are creators, then we can create a better world. We can create, you know, um, the, uh, caring and, and 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 we could do that right this very minute through just being um, all that we, we want to see in the world. That that phrase, you know, be the love that you want to see in the world. Well, that's all we need to do and the world would be beautiful.
1: Well, it's very clear if everybody understood that instantly. If everybody would stop what they were doing and listen to this show right now <laughs> and together <laughs> focus on love, well, it's really pretty obvious then we would all see the oneness and there would be change. But that's what, you know, that's part of this whole creative process though, that we look around us and not everybody's there. So there's lots of room for improvement and that's pretty hopeful. Now, how how about Mm -hmm. any stories that you encountered of people who died, who were doubters, doubters Mm -hmm. about an afterlife or an ever life?
2: Sure. Um, well, the doubters, of course, say that uh, it's just um, chemicals or the brain breaking down, or you know, some some kind of outside element that's causing this thing that the within the brain. And um, but some of these these cases cannot be the chemicals or the breaking down the brain. The brain stops functioning about. A half hour to three quarters of an hour, uh, the, stem, the brain stem still has some um, electrical kind of systems happening back there. But that's the only part of the brain, and that fades out by a half hour to three quarters of an hour after death. After that, there's nothing. There's nothing there. These people, some people were gone for 13, 14 hours. And they came back in the morgue in a state of rigor mortis. And, and and you can't have that, and that can't be the brain breaking down. It can't be the chemicals. There was one case that, that blew everybody away, and he was gone for 29 hours. Oh, my goodness. And yeah and and I think I have it in that book, but if I don't, he was a sailor and he got poisoned coral in his foot, and he was diving and he got coral and so they got him onto the ship, but it was too late, and he died but before he died, for some reason the um the doctor the ship's doctor had had um, had eEG put on his brain and they had they kept it there. They just didn't turn it off. And so there he is, this body there for 29 hours. And he sits up, and there's this the EEG still, still going. So it's, it's recorded. Oh. And that oh, cannot be the breaking down of the brain. The other thing is that they know things. They experience things. They, they come back with information they couldn't possibly have. But their body is sitting there on a slab somewhere or in a bed somewhere or wherever it is, um, how can they have known that stuff over there? You know, it just doesn't make any sense. So there's a lot of and Dr. Long has um, nine points of things that people come back that they know that they couldn't possibly know um, under normal circumstances.
1: Now you've got us asking, do you know what nine specific things
2: yes yes like for example sometimes a person and i've read this in my in my research um sometimes a person will die and meet another person in their federal loved one um that has also died and they you know meet each other on the other side one will come back and say well i met so-and-so there but Nobody else in the family knows that so-and-so died. There you go. So that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. And
1: let's just pause there a second, too, because so many people who listen to this show listen because they have a loved one who has passed. And it's one of the things we all so badly want to know. Did they meet up with other loved ones? And when I die, will I meet up with them? So I love that the research supports what I, as a medium, hear all the time that, of course, you're met by your loved ones. Very, 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 very affirming. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, What were you talking about just before that? And then we went off on a tangent. I don't know, but you're just so full of excitement for this. And we were talking on the break. And do you mind if I tell people your age? No. (laughs)
2: Not at all. So
1: everybody, Lynn is 85 years old. And I know some of you are, are getting up there, too. And it's just so obvious that, you know, Age is just inconsequential in this life. We are just joyous when we find our passion about awakening. There is no end to the joy that we can enjoy. And there's another warning for Ty. Watch out, honey. I'm going to be like this forever. (laughs) 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 But I love that you're still writing books and you're still researching and we're we're just continuously learning and creating. That's why we're here. So if all of you are, are feeling bored or useless or I'm getting old and there's nothing for me to do find a new passion it's what your soul wants to do mm-hmm. to create mm-hmm. right mm-hmm.
2: yes exactly yeah absolutely yeah. Um, and to connect to connect with others and, to serve others that's what it's, it's all about and as far as age goes the, the soul doesn't age there is no age that's right <laughs> yes.
1: you look in the in the mirror and say "Who's that, who's that looking back at me I feel the same as I always yes. did right <laughs> Yes, that's true. Would you mention some of the other specific things, though, that, that show that this was a death experience besides meeting loved ones and coming back and bringing information you oh, might not have, um, others might not have known?
2: yeah well they have knowledge sometimes they can watch their loved ones uh their mom or dad or whatever at at, on on earth and know what they're feeling know what they're they're experiencing know what they're doing and come back and tell them everything that they've done and and how would they know you know their body is over there laying you know um they they can know secrets about people uh and it's not secrets it's not like i'm i'm just going to butt in on somebody else's life it's that it's just automatic, that because we're one, we know what the other guy is thinking when we're not in our body. And so I know I I got to interrupt
1: you here, Lynn, because my mother came to me on my birthday and she told me something my brother had been thinking about. And I called him to tell him and he said, oh, my God, she knows what I'm thinking. And
2: I said, get used to it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, they, and, and they love you. They love you more yes. than you can ever imagine. And it doesn't matter if there was an issue before death or not, it's gone. It, for the people on the other side, it just never happened. It's just petty stuff.
1: Did you all hear that? So just ditch the guilt, okay? Pretend yeah. you died and you're the soul. That is so helpful to do that. Hear what Lynn just said, okay? It's gone when you pass. We see the bigger picture.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, I remember what it was that you said that I wanted to make a point of. That you have several stories in this wonderful book, The Wonderful The Wonder of You, of people who died and they come back into the body in the morgue. You yeah. know, and all of a sudden their yeah. eyes are blinking or they sit up can you imagine being the morgue worker
2: yeah yeah, ah. <laughs> yeah and uh, there's been some shocks going on yeah that's for sure no <laughs> but, uh, yeah and and that isn't that isn't rare you know i i've read a number of those in my in my travels as a matter wow. of fact, if you want to learn some, uh, if you want to study some of your own for the audience, uh, go to N D E R F, and then in the search engine look for Mork. Oh really?
1: Oh wow! Yeah. Okay, so that's that the non near death experience research foundation dot org n d e r f dot org and I was just on it this morning to look at it and there really are I think forty seven hundred or forty three hundred personal accounts and being added to all the time in fact they're looking for volunteers mm-hmm. to translate some of the uh, yeah. those that come in foreign languages wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's fascinating. Yeah. And in fact, my guides were saying if every this morning, if everyone would read one NDE account per day, it would open our beliefs to more and more awareness of the magnificence of who we are and the limitless nature of what we are. And
2: the magnificence of each other. Yes. You no, know, we, we, we we are we are magnificent and so is that other person and, and the world and the animals and everything in it.
1: I'm so glad you made that point. How has this research changed you, Lynn?
2: Oh, well, I think it's, it's opened my eyes. I really didn't get that, um, that we are the source. That, that, didn't come at all. I had my experiences. I have an experience that I've talked about in the beginning of of the Wonder of You. And that was all about oneness, but I didn't get it until years later. And this just put everything just together. And it has changed me from the point of view that I see others in a different way. And I'm much more zen in my kind of thinking than I used to be.
1: That is beautiful, and that is the biggest challenge I find, that people can't allow themselves to accept, I am this expression of God, and it's that word that limits us, but you got it, and that's the whole point of all of this, when you can realize you are the light, think light bulbs, guys. And turn it up. <laughs> it's okay. Shine on and see that light in others is what Lynn's saying. Just a minute to go here, Lynn. Any final words you have for those listening?
2: Um, well, just to know and trust yourself that you can survive difficulties, and you have it within you to to get through whatever's happening you you're okay you're going to be fine the other question the other point i would like to make is that please go to my website it's uh, LynnKRussell.com. it's super easy to find yeah and what will they find there well there they'll find all kinds of stuff i have um my books <clears throat> and i also have um uh, articles I write, I write articles for magazines and so okay. on. And I also All
1: right, have- well, I'm just going to have to send them there as we run out of time, but if there are anything okay. your articles okay. like, the wonderfully inspiring things in your book, we're all going to continue to be inspired by you, Lynn, because we all share that same light. Thank you, everybody. See you here next week, and thank you, Lynn.
0: Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Intuition is our spiritual GPS and the single best tool that we have for navigating our lives. I'm Victoria Shaw, and on my Intuitive Connection podcast, I will share with you the ways to connect with your intuition and awaken the gifts of your soul. In each episode, I'll draw on my own intuitive gifts and my training as an Ivy League trained counselor and psychologist to help support you in reaching your highest potential. Start listening now on Mind, Body, Spirit FM podcast network or wherever you find your podcast.